Hello again, 3CMA Communicator Community, and welcome back to 3CMA Comcast. I'm Tom Bryson with 3CMA, and today we're going to do things a little differently and talk about the journey of an old friend and colleague that crossed the country to take a job and quickly found herself in the middle of an international story because of a dangerous crisis. During the 2021 wildfire season in California, the Caldor Fire erupted on August 14th in the Sierra Nevada Mountains in El Dorado, Amador, and Alpine counties. Two weeks later, raging out of control, it was doing something very uncharacteristic of wildfires. It was mountain climbing, that is, crossing the Sierra Nevada and targeting the location where today's guest had only recently, at the time, only recently relocated. Joining us now from the heart of the Sierra Nevada is the public information officer for the city of South Lake Tahoe, California, our old friend, Lindsay Baker. Hey, Baker, how Hi, are you? Tom, it's great to see you. Doing great. How are you? Oh, wonderful. It's, uh, you know, like you say, cooling off here in Texas. So that's always a good thing when that happens in the fall. Um, i got to say, for everybody's information and for full disclosure, Lindsay uh, spent a whole lot of time here in North Texas before making that move. Uh, City of Denton, Denton County Transit Authority, and then all of a sudden, South Lake Tahoe, California. So how exactly did that come about and what precipitated uh, making that kind of a dramatic move? Yeah, well, you know, it was... I, I'm probably the most surprised um, out of anybody <laughs> making this kind of a, a leap and move, but it has been an incredible one. Um, I was working in the transportation industry for a few years. I'd shifted from uh, municipal communications and government relations into the transportation world for a few years, and I realized just how much I missed uh, that core local government service um, and working for a municipality and doing communications and all of that in city management in general, since I also have a background in that. And I guess, you know, COVID and everybody trying to figure out what their life path is. And I kind of fell for that myself. And so found this job out in South Lake Tahoe that was the perfect marriage of my uh, background and skill set. And it was a great opportunity to get back into city management and communications and government affairs for, you know, real true local government. So it made the leap. And what a spot to land yeah, in. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and funny, I did not even know where South Lake Tahoe was when I saw the job announcement. Had no idea it really? was California. <clears throat> had no idea it was this beautiful, pristine alpine lake um, in the most incredible setting. And so ignorance maybe was my best friend. And it fortunately worked out. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Having having been there only once before, I, I can attest to everything you just said. It is the most pristine setting, <laughs> and and just the most most incredible place. Yeah. Um, now, uh, for everyone's reference, anyone that may be geography or geographically uh, impaired, um, you're right on the border of California and Nevada. Correct. We are. We are right. People a lot of times talk about coming to Tahoe, and they think they're in Nevada, and they don't know that they're in California, and vice versa. So we have a, a lot of uh, different geopolitical dynamics, if you will. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Uh, being on fair the enough. state line there. Mm-hmm. And, and and then of course the lake is, is is enormous. Yes. And as I understand, quite deep. As, as it seems I recall somebody telling me one time, if you were to empty Lake Tahoe onto the state of Texas, it would cover the state in like eighteen inches of water. I have not heard that, but I would believe it. <laughs> yeah, indeed. 
So now, um, fast forward to August of 2021. Uh, the fire actually started a ways out from South Lake Tahoe. So with the fire in the area, if you will, in the region, but uh, with no indication that it's headed your way, what what are you communicating with your community at that point? And at what point did that turn? At what point did y'all realize, oh, goodness, it's coming this direction? Yeah, I think when the fire first began, um, we had no indication that it would come our direction um, and that South Lake Tahoe and the Tahoe Basin would be threatened in any way. Given where we're located on the other side of a granite mountain, uh, fire behavior is such that we've never seen it here in this region cross the Sierra Nevada and uh, and that crest of what we call Echo Summit, um, which is a real clear delineation between here and Sacramento for people traveling in between. Um, so for a little while, we were just monitoring and, um, you know, sharing mutual aid resources over there as needed. Uh, that was the extent of it for probably the first week. And then the fire very quickly um, progressed and we realized that we needed to shift our strategy and really get engaged um, we had our fire department, our uh, battalion chiefs going over and our fire chief uh, going over to their incident command post on a regular basis to get briefings live um, every single morning. And then our city manager made the determination that uh, he wanted to set up the e emergency operations center or the EOC uh, so that we could monitor mm -hmm. the events that were taking place because every single day it was just getting closer and closer. We, we realized while it may not hit us, um, our neighbors were certainly going to be impacted and we needed to be prepared right. to support a potential influx of evacuees from the area. So we were preparing from that standpoint. And then, of course, looking forward for a potential evacuation of our own. Now, um, putting this all in context, at this point, it's working on late August, Correct. right? Okay. With Labor Day weekend coming up uh -huh. and Tahoe being a major tourist destination... Uh, your typical influx of tourists is significantly higher than the resident population, correct? Significant. So our um, census population is around 22,000, give or take. And okay. during tourist influxes over weekends and certainly during um, high peak season uh, influxes, including Labor Day uh, weekend, we are looking at anywhere between 100,000 to 200,000 people. Wow. So it is significant. And, and that's not just wintertime. Correct. At summer, that is um, year round. We have shoulder season where that pulls back significantly, but we still have uh, visitors here year round. So at what point of the process, realizing that the fire is heading down the highway your direction, do you tell, um, I don't know, do you tell hotels to uh, tell their guests not to come? Uh, start to send guests home? What, what's, what's, how's that process? Well, there work? were a couple things. So one of the, the most obvious impact at that moment in time was the air quality, which was um, significantly bad because of the smoke and the right. fire coming or the smoke coming into the basin and kind of settling in. Um, so it wasn't safe. So this was the fire still this a ways still off. when it was a ways off and the smoke was still okay. impacting our area. So we were messaging on 
um, you know, not being outdoors, recreating outdoors, all of that. And so we were trying to dissuade people from coming in from an air quality standpoint. We were working very closely with our chambers of commerce, our um, basically our equivalent of the of a convention and visitors bureau, um, the hotel lodging association, and other. Uh, business entities in the area to address that exact question of at what point do we start asking uh, visitors to stop coming? Please do not come right. to town. And it was a balancing act. Um, there was, sure. you know, members of our community wanted people out. Um, businesses still wanted people here. Um, but then there was also the issue of people getting here and experiencing uh, that, you know, terrible air quality, wanting their money back. And so it was a whole thing um, that we had to address that from a municipal communication standpoint, you would never really think of, oh, this is going to be my job to communicate on this. Um, but it was. So we worked very closely with all of those various entities. And um, as the fire started to get closer, we realized that ultimately, if we were to evacuate, we really needed to make sure that visitors were not actively coming and were actively mm -hmm. leaving. And so that was the shift. Um, we made that determination with all of those entities working. Um, we met with them on a daily basis as part of our EOC process. And so it really helped facilitate that flow of information and communication. We were able to cohere on, on one message and start putting that out together. So now the fire crosses the uh -huh. mountain and it's, and it's coming your yeah. way. So how, how do you message the community? Okay. It's time to leave. It's time to go. Yeah. And, uh, what did you guys do? Because obviously you have a responsibility to continue to, uh, I hesitate to say write it out, but that's essentially what, what we're talking about in order to be able to continue to communicate mm -hmm. effectively, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, the, the EOC staff, we were in a position of, we have our EOC set up at City Hall, which is right on the edge of the city limits. And we would have been the first uh, contact with the fire had it hit our city limits. Um, so wow. we had to, the day of evacuate, welcome, welcome to South Lake, South Lake Tahoe. Tahoe. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. the pictures I have of that are just extraordinary. Um, so we had to, at the time of evacuation, not just evacuate our community, but also relocate our EOC to a safe location. Um, the casinos in the state line, Nevada area were kind enough to host us there where it was very safe. Um, and if the fire had made it there, we still would have been okay, given the, the structure that we were in. So we were fortunate to have that, but we were evacuating our own homes as staff. We were moving the EOC and we were evacuating our community all at the same time. Um, it was a challenge to say the least, but those of us that are communicators, we know that through thick and thin, we're here. And, you know, um, right. it was one of those moments where you really realize why you do what you do for a living. And I knew what my mission was and that was my focus. And it's, um, it's emotional because you realize how important what you do is in moments like that. You go day to day you Absolutely. with, um, challenges every single day in what we do, but those are the moments where your training kicks in. Your relationships are critical um, and you leverage those throughout these types of incidents. And so one thing I would say to anybody that is listening today um, that ever finds themselves in a challenging situation, before you get there, make sure you've done the training, you've done crisis comms, you go through the disaster drills, take those seriously right. because that training right. will kick in and you will know what you need to do. 
Um, and, and just remember why you're, why we do what we do. It's amazing. And so we were able to keep our community safe. We successfully evacuated our entire community within five hours through the assistance of law enforcement agencies all throughout the state that came here for mutual aid to, um, help with that. We have some extraordinary photographs from that day where there is just a line of traffic, multiple lines of traffic out of the city because we really have, we have one way out and one way in at that point. So, and the fire was coming from one of them. Exactly. Uh, One of them was unsafe to drive on. One of them, the fire was coming out. So we only had one way to go and working with the state of Nevada and the county, Douglas County across the state line and other uh, jurisdictions, they were just incredible um, and welcoming. And then you know, I think when it comes to the communications of, of making sure everybody gets out safely, knowing where to go, knowing where the resources are that they're going to need to meet their basic fundamental needs in this environment, food, water, shelter, medications, um, those were the things that we needed to make sure that we were communicating with our public where they could find all of those things. Right. And then working right. with the evacuation centers, American Red Cross, and other entities to make sure that our our uh, population was taken care of. And when it comes to reacting and acting uh, in a crisis, you and I both know um, in, any particular incident is going to have its own set of circumstances, mm-hmm. its own idiosyncrasies that you have to react to that you may not have prepared for. Yeah. However, that prep you're mm-hmm. talking about is so critical. And, and if nothing else, regulating your own ability to find yourself within the situation and get it correct. done, correct? Absolutely. And I think it, 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 when you have that fundamental training and knowledge, you can then understand what you're dealing with and wherever your challenges are, you can work through those. You're not having to understand a basic process because you already know it. Right, you, know, you have right. your, your NIMS certifications. Um, you know the structure within your functioning in an emergency operations center. And if you are going in there cold and you don't have that knowledge, it, it is going to be a learning curve. And that is not the time to have it. Absolutely. And then uh, once the, the fire turned, uh, I don't know if it was the last minute, but South Lake Tahoe was it spared. It was 100% at the very last minute. There was one night, and I, I don't remember the date now off the top of my head. Um, I would have to look. But our, I mean, the firefighters that serve this community were on the front line of that at our back door on Pioneer Trail, which is um, sort of part, kind of at the edge of our city limit. And there are a number of homes back there and it's a beautiful area. And they were out there with garden hoses that people had left whenever they evacuated. It was, it was that close and it was, and it just, the work that they did through, you know, that area through Christmas Valley, um, which is just South of us. And, all hands on deck that one night. And if they hadn't been there and if we hadn't had the resources um, that night, we would be having a very different conversation. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. That's incredible. And that's a whole different conversation to be having. Um, And and then uh, in contrast, uh, the, the following winter, (laughs) um, you kind kind of had the opposite uh, happen 
there with record we snowfall, did. right? We did. We had a significant um, snowfall in December around Christmas. Again, you know, we are a destination during that period of time for uh, people wanting to ski and other things here. And it's beautiful here during that time of year. Um, so, you know, people were traveling through the city. They were coming here and they they were stuck on the road as a result of the significant sure. uh, snowfall that we had had. And I mean, I have pictures from my home where of street signs where the snow, like here's the street sign and here's the snow. I've never seen anything wow. like it, especially coming from, you know, the Texas area and where, where two inches yeah, is a lot where, you know, just a flurry yeah. shuts everything down. And, um, right, you know, right, my right. Uh, Texas purchased sedan front wheel drive was insufficient in those conditions. <laughs> so yeah, that I was imagine fun. So. Um, but unfortunately it, it was a little chaotic during that period of time. I think we learned a lot. Uh, we were doing a lot of uh, communicating on trying to keep people from coming through here. Um, I think we were successful to an extent. We worked with, unfortunately, the road that runs through the city is a state highway. So we right. we could have issued an emergency order and shut it down. And I think looking back, that might have been an approach we, we would have liked to have taken. We, we did try to work with Caltrans at the time, um, but we were unsuccessful in being able to shut it down. So I think going forward, we, well, we live lived, learn. we learned, and um, you know we can right. adjust going forward, and hopefully that doesn't happen again. So yeah, a lot, a lot of um, big milestones in my first six months here. Sure. Well, I got to tell you, one of the things you said earlier uh, ring rings mm -hmm. true to me so so loudly that uh, the job uh, is so much about the job is relationships. Who, who you know, who you okay. know you can rely on, who you can talk to. Um, you and I spent uh, two weeks over two summers together in Fort Worth uh, yeah. at the Certified Public Communicator Program once upon a time. And so many of our mm -hmm. colleagues have done the same thing. And through professional associations and everything else besides the relationships that we build at this level really come back yeah. to visit you and benefit you uh, just time and time again. Yeah, as we they go really do. Careers. They're they're invaluable um, connections, and and they're not just professional connections. They may start out that way, but they truly become friendships over time. And they really do. it's it's just such a wonderful community um, of communicators that we have. So right. very lucky. Well, on that note, Lindsay, my friend, it is very right, good right. to see you. Thank you so much for yeah. sharing the story. It, it's something that I think is very instructive and something that so many of us can can really yeah. learn from going forward. Uh, hope to hope to see you sometime soon, if at all possible. But I know uh, my family is itching <laughs> to get back out there at some point. So, uh, all right. Thanks, thank, thank you, Lindsay. All right. And with that, that's going to do it for this edition of 3CMA Comcast. For Lindsay Baker and everyone at 3CMA, I'm Tom Bryson. Thanks very much for being a part of this one. And we'll see you again soon. Okay.